Episode 1. A parasocial relationship is a one-sided relationship that a media user engages in with a media personality. If this isn't the very first bit of media you've consumed in your life, it's probable that you've formed a parasocial relationship in the past. For most people, it's just an interest or a friendship. You know, like when you finish a book and you start to read slowly in the last chapter because you feel like you're a part of the story and you don't want it want it to end? I was in a parasocial relationship with the March sisters. It happens. Parasocial relationships are most often harmless. Your favorite podcaster can start to feel like a friend. You know their voice, their family members' names, their weird habits, you know. Typically, this phenomenon is discussed from the perspective of the media user toward their media personality of choice. That definition I opened with from VeryWellMind.com even implies as much. But this is the story of how I found myself, a very low-level media person, in a parasocial relationship with one of my viewers. I had invested a lot of myself in that person and into their life, only to find out that I didn't really know them at all. It wasn't until things hit a terrifying crescendo that I realized it was time to pump the brakes. I'm Katie Ruvalcaba, and this is Parasocial Anxiety. In the summer of 2018, my husband Luis had started watching a Twitch stream of some kids from the UK playing a popular shooting game. The stream is no longer active, but I found myself joining in with him and enjoying the community. If this is the first time that you've ever heard of Twitch, let me just give you some background. It's a live streaming platform, mostly known for video game streamers. Basically, how it works is that the streamer turns on a camera and plays a video game or produces some sort of content while there's a chat that types to them. Some of the more community-focused streamers will engage with their chat. They answer questions and kind of form relationships. But beyond that, the chatters form relationships with each other. Unlike other online video platforms, Twitch prides itself on cultivating community. And that's what Luis and I both loved about it. I found myself watching a 20-something kid playing video games for three hours a day, not because I was terribly interested in what he was doing, but because I liked to talk to the other people who were watching. We got to know the streamers. We'd joke about what weapons he used and how he would always make the same mistakes. Luis started to tell me that he thought I should become a Twitch streamer. Could you just tell me why it is that you thought I would be a good Twitch streamer? Because you are just so talkative and so funny and smart. You can hold great conversations and you're very fast thinking and it just suited you. You were a natural. Fair enough. I don't have very many talents, but I can carry on multiple conversations at a time, and I'm a fair multitasker. Although he didn't say it, he also said I would be good at the community building. So in late August of 2018, he set me up with a microphone and an Xbox to stream my very first stream, playing Fortnite. I was a 33-year-old mother of four at the time, so you can imagine I was terrible at the game. But people came to chat at me anyway, and I had a good time. But shortly after that, I found out that people didn't just play video games on Twitch. They were doing something that were called IRL streams at the time. This could be like art or just chatting, or there's this one guy who streams himself hitchhiking across the country. I pretty quickly found out what I could stream and have a little bit more confidence. Cooking. I soon became a regular fixture in the food and drink community and pretty quickly amassed enough followers to become a paid Twitch affiliate. That meant that people subscribed to my channel. Twitch gave me half of the money that they paid for that sub. I was really shocked to realize that there was a possibility to make money from this. Why would anyone pay to watch me cook my kids' dinner? 
Now, for full disclosure, in the beginning of this, we were broke. It was my dream always to be a stay-at-home mom, and truthfully, I have some really high notions of the vocation. I just think it's super important. So I was really willing to sacrifice our monetary comfort in order to be at home and present for my kids. Not to mention that there were four of them, so daycare would have basically consumed my entire salary anyway. Before Twitch, I took a few jobs here and there, you know, things that allowed me to bring my kids to work or that would work around my husband's schedule. But most of the time, as soon as it came to a question of working or spending time as a family, I'd pick momming. Finances be damned. We were worse than paycheck to paycheck. At the end of the year, we usually had about $6,000 in credit card debt, even with careful budgeting. So we would pay that off with our tax refund. But before you tell me, yes, I'm aware, we should have adjusted our withholdings. It's just, I had this mental idea that one day I'd be able to keep to the exact budget and then we would have this nice surplus to invest come income tax return time. Don't judge. Anyway, and my husband at this point was working nights because his job offered a 10% pay differential and we needed that to keep food on the table. So he would leave home around noon and be home long after the kids went to bed. Even when we were homeschooling, this didn't leave him much time to see the kids. So this was the financial position we were in when I started using my cell phone to record my stream in 2018. Luis was at work, and I was making applesauce in front of a whopping eight viewers. When I was done, I told the chat, all right, guys, I have to go make dinner for my kids. And one of the chatters said, let us watch. I was pretty surprised. This is just butternut squash risotto. It's nothing interesting. But the chat insisted that they wanted to see it. So I made the dish for them, a favorite in our house because it was filling and extremely cheap to make. At the end of the stream, someone from the chat, whom I still know and care about to this day, donated $300. You're good at this, he told me. Buy a better camera. $300 was huge extra money to me. I felt obligated to buy the camera since that was what he told me to do, but a webcam was only like $50 to $100. What was I going to do with all the extra? Luis and I decided that I would give this whole streaming thing a real-life effort. I cashed out the only asset I had, five shares of stock in Facebook, and I used that combined with the $300 donation to buy an open box gaming laptop from Best Buy, along with the camera, and it all built from there. My very first month streaming, I had enough subscribers to get a payout from Twitch. That's a rare thing for a new streamer. But the money was sort of a bonus. We were broke, sure, but we were viewing this as kind of like a temporary lark that would help with our grocery expenses. Our kids got to eat steak because the chat wanted to see me cook it. We told ourselves, you know, worst case scenario, this all ends tomorrow and our kids got some good meals out of it. More than anything, I wanted to duplicate and improve on the community experience that we had felt in that first stream we watched together. I was rapidly noticing that the internet is full of people who feel unloved and who need to know their intrinsic value. So my goal was then and is now still to this day to create a space where people can know that they are loved and that they are worthy of love. I like to joke, I'm not the best cook on Twitch, I'm the cook on Twitch that loves you the most. Actually, I'm pretty sure the cooking is completely incidental. I don't think anyone's watching for the food. A little aside here, it might seem a little gauche for me to be talking to you about the money aspect of streaming, but it's essential to the story. Part of what made this whole situation so frustrating was the feeling that I had asked for it. You see, content creation is a strange sort of business to be in. Basically, what you're selling is yourself, your ideas, your creativity, your time. While money has never been like a huge factor in why I stream, without it, I wouldn't be able to justify the time it takes to stream, to plan content, etc. When I first started and I got that $300 donation, my mom told me that it wouldn't be right to keep it. For the whole first year when I was making, you know, kind of a relatively steady income, my friends and family would often ask me, don't you feel bad keeping their money? Or why would anyone pay you? 
or worse. So are you like taking off your clothes or something? From the word go, a lot of people around me made sure that I knew that what I was doing isn't a real job and that I was effectively begging for money online. So I suspect that if you ask most content creators my age, they probably went through this as well. It takes a little while to acclimate to the idea that it's okay for people to pay you to consume your content. Always when revenue is down, the creator starts to feel like it's something that they did wrong. And when revenue is up, we feel like we owe more to our community. That headspace is really hard to live in. So you need to keep that in mind as I tell you this story. Content creation is a job. It's hard work. It's good to pay people if you enjoy the things that they create for you. I'm saying this more for myself than for you, really. Anyway, where were we? After a few clips of me interacting with my kids went viral, I had become something of a bigger streamer in the food and drink community. It wasn't huge or anything, let's not kid ourselves, but there's a clip of me out there in the world calling Philip DeFranco handsome that has over a million views, believe it or not. Philip DeFranco, why don't you notice me? Notice me, Philip DeFranco. I think you're so handsome. You have a husband. That was kind of silly. Anyway, along the way, we met some really great humans, and I'm thankful that I have them in my life, even now. In fact, I even call the chat the good eggs, and they're known that way around the food and drink community on Twitch. Once I was blabbering on about being a Catholic convert and trying to loosen up a ball of dough in what I now know was a stupid method of doing so, and I bounced the dough into my coffee mug. It spilled onto the laptop that I had bought. Remember, mentioned it earlier? It fried the motherboard. That clip made it onto Dexerto, which is like a web-based news platform for streamers. In fact, I think it might be one of the first things that comes up if you Google me. When that happened, one of my good eggs flew to Indiana from Texas and replaced the laptop for me. For free. He didn't want anything from us. We just went out to dinner with him and hung out with him. He's still an active part of my family's life. When my daughter had to leave homeschooling to go to public middle school, she burst into tears and the chat donated over $1,000 in a single night, you know, not all at once, but each of them contributed to buy her a French horn so that she could join the band and feel involved. When someone in the community lost their job and they couldn't pay child support, he was risking losing his visitation, so the chat donated money for me to give to him to cover that child support. Those kinds of charitable donations started to add up, and so as a community, we decided to start a nonprofit called the Good Egg Fund that gives people grants to help out others in their own community. So for example, if you ever wanted to buy shoes for like a foster kid down the street, but you were broke yourself, you could ask the fund for a grant and we reimburse you for the shoes. You can check that out at goodeggfund.org if you'd like to donate. We would love to have your money. Anyway, I'm constantly saying that my stream is full of the best people on the internet. I never felt the need to be terribly cautious because everybody has always been so kind. It isn't just during streams. If you're not familiar with it, Discord is basically a chat space for fans of a particular thing to go hang out together. There's like a unique joiner code for each Discord, so you can get into a group with just people who watch your favorite streamer. My community hangs out in Discord together when the stream isn't live. We play video games together offline, we play card games, we voice chat... In 2019, my donation goals on the stream were all to pay for this pilgrimage that my husband and I wanted to take in March of 2020. The chat had helped to pay for that, even though the vast majority of them are not Catholic and they have no reason to financially support Luis and I going to Portugal to see the site of the Fatima aberration. That whole thing obviously fell through, and I felt like I needed to talk to chat about what we would do with the money that they had donated. 
try to be very intentional with my donations. If people pay for a subscription or gifted bits, that money comes kind of like in a paycheck from Twitch, and I usually use that to pay bills. But I always disclose what my donations will be used for, and I take that directed donation very seriously. Most people said that they don't really care what we did with the money. And they usually don't, by the way. I don't think that they handle donations quite the same way that I do. I take them seriously. Chat doesn't really. Anyway, anyway, when I asked them if we could use that money to reverse my husband Luis's vasectomy so that we could live out this whole Catholic convert dream of being open to life, they were all for it. And I know that that seems oddly personal to be discussing on a podcast, but it's the kind of relationship we have with our community. They're like family to us. So without their support, we literally wouldn't have our youngest daughter, Mary. For all the things that people like to say about parasocial relationships, my Twitch community sort of puts that to lie. We have formed some very real bonds with people. It's because this community is so authentically charitable and kind that I was really blown away by what happened. In 2020, I was pregnant with Mary following the reversal. And on Twitch, when somebody subscribes to a channel for nine months, people joke that it's a Twitch baby. But Mary was about to be a true blue Twitch baby. Or if you want to be a real dork about it, a true purple Twitch baby. From conception to birth and now that she's getting into her third year of life, chat has been a part of it. I created a gift registry in 2020 at the behest of chat. All of our other kids were in school, so we didn't really have any baby stuff left. This was when I first became aware of John. For the record, I don't intend to lie to you about anything that happened, but I don't intend to be sued either. So for that reason, I'm going to give the other party here a fake name. For these purposes, he's John. John was mostly a lurker in the channel. That meant that he would watch and he didn't often type in chat, and I didn't know him well. But as soon as the registry was made, he sent me a car seat that was on it. It was a $200 car seat. It was way nicer than anything any of my other kids had had. I expected people to use kind of like the chip-in function to buy it if they bought it at all, but he sent the whole thing to us when I was only 12 weeks pregnant. To this day, every time I buckle her into her car seat, I think of John. I made sure to thank him on stream, and I was just utterly shocked by the generosity. After that, I didn't really hear from him for about a year. How could I know then that this would only be the first of the gifts that he would send? That this was the beginning of what I thought was a friendship that would turn into an obsession, and eventually a terrifying manipulation? Next time. This episode of Parasocial Anxiety was written and edited by me, Katie Ruvalcaba, produced by Mooney Von Moonenmore, and distributed with the help of Matthew Boyle. Theme music by Cybris. If you're enjoying Parasocial Anxiety and would like to encourage more content of this type, please consider donating at paypal.me slash Mrs. Ruvie.